Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Flowers Podcast. You're joining in on Season 3, Episode 6. Now, today, we are going to be talking about the Longview serial killer. Um, This case is a little sad, but I did have some trouble actually trying to find more information. There's only so much information about this case, so I tried to take as many notes as I really could. So, without further ado, welcome back. Grab your popcorn, grab your snacks, grab your drink. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry for not uploading. Um, I know it's been a while, but you know how life can be sometimes. So, without further ado, let's get started. And, as always, 13 and older to listen, please. So, let's start off. Who was the Longview serial killer? That's, like, a very unique name. Uh, this takes place in U.S. and Washington. I actually live in Washington, and there really is an abundance of American serial killers here. Like, an abundance. So, the Longview serial killer, his name was actually Joseph Robert Congro, um... And he was known as the Longview Serial Killer because he was an American serial killer who lived near that area, of course, just like the Green River Killer. Um, But he basically, he was just, this man did so many different things, but by far... The worst thing that a serial killer can do, or any person for that matter, is harm a child. Um, He did kidnapping, sexual assault, and the murder of three children near Longview, Washington. Um, I do have the names of these children and their ages and when. Um, The first one was an eight-year-old Rima Traxler, 12-year-old Kara Rudd, and 8-year-old Sheila Silvernails. Uh, It was in the 1980s to the 1990s. Um, But actually, the killer confessed that the first two murders and was strongly like suspected in the third it just didn't make sense you know who would kill another eight-year-old girl if he's admitting to killing an eight-year-old girl in the first place and he was linked to the disappearances of many other young girls in the region before he died in prison in 2012. so um i hate talking about kids that get hurt but you know, I run a podcast, so unfortunately, I do have to sometimes. But first off, he confessed to the first two murders of an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old. Didn't say anything about the third kill, which was an 8-year-old, and they suspected him, and many more children. Um, the crazy thing is, though for sure, is that most of these girls disappeared in broad daylight and most of the time after school. Um, Some of the girls were getting to the bus, to a car ride home, Um, they just went missing. Just crazy. The fact that someone could do this and know that there's people around and not feel ashamed 
Um, for now, I'm just going to call him Joseph to make it easier. Um, not his first and last name. But Joseph was born on May 19th, 1959 in Michigan um, to a mother with six other children. And he was actually adopted at birth. But he would later admit to police um, he showed some psychological tendencies from a really early age, including engaging in frequent fights with other children, killing animals, wielding a knife, and drinking alcohol at the earliest age of seven. And it is even reported that the animals he killed were neighborhood dogs and cats. That's another thing, too. Alright, there's some messed up people in this world, but you are really gonna hurt kids and animals? I mean, don't get me wrong, we hurt animals every day for food. I mean, how do you think we supply and we eat, you know? But there's a bit of a difference, you know? These are tamed animals meant to be pets, and it just, like, you really have to be dark to do that. Um, he also did admit to molesting young girls while he was still a child and developing fantasies about murder as he got older. And he began, like, you know, amazing, like, criminal record, like, just gaining a criminal record, including auto and petty theft, drunk driving, domestic abuse, drug dealing, and forgery. Wow. (laughs) The amount of stuff he had on top of finding out about these girls being hurt, you know, he just, he built up a lengthy criminal record. And especially for something else to happen, you know, if you already have that big criminal record, you're already on the radar. Like, you know, he did serve 55 years in prison, um, which is actually, you know, I mean, he hurt kids. Um, so I feel like maybe, you know, a bit longer would have been nicer. Um, he would also admit that he never had empathy for any violent desires. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, um, man, 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 man. Um, he also had several kids himself, by the way, um, and was unable to take care of them because of drug addiction. Gross. You know, imagine he's already hurt these young girls, so what makes him not hurt his own children, you know? Um, the first two girls, um, Shyla and Rima, there is a story about their disappearance. It is kind of graphic. I'm gonna read it. Um, please, you know, I'm, I just took notes, so I'm just reading off of the notes of everything I found, um, so I try to change the words a little bit. Um, in the early 1980s, authorities were baffled by experiences of disappearances of several young girls in southern Washington. One of these girls was Chila Silvernails, who vanished in 1982 on her way catching a school bus. Her nude body was found the day after her disappearance, and she had been raped and strangled. 
the killer actually dated her mom, but he was not initially suspected of the crime. Oof. Man. It's just, it's sad. It's sad, man. The rest of them aren't as bad. Um, Most of them were just kids who were already dealing with home problems and skipping school. Um, The killer was actually seen with lacerations on his skin that he couldn't explain after one of the girls disappeared. And he ended up you know, they people got suggestive. Maybe it was the scratches from the girl's long na- nails um, in a struggle. And, man, it's just sad. Like, and he also admitted that he had taken the other girl, Rudd, to a swimming hole in a Germany creek and then abandoned house near the river where he raped and strangled her. And on top of that, to avoid the death penalty, he actually, him and his attorney, struck a deal with the prostators in which he confessed to the murder more than a decade before. And he was put in the Walla Walla prison and obviously, you know, all this other stuff. He died in prison of liver disease and a hepatitis C infection. Um, I'm sorry, my notes are a little sprawled out, so I know I should have probably said some things closer to each other, but still, um, this man was dirty, and if you look up a photo of him, um, he does not look like that type of person at all. Um, his convictions in total came out to forgery, sexual assault, murder, drug dealing, and theft. Um, he served 55 years, um, strongly suspected that there are more victims, um, and yeah, but if he died at 52, which normally I wouldn't say like, yeah, I'm happy that person died, but the amount of stuff he did... You know, I just, it's crazy that someone would actually do that to children. Obviously, every day there are kids that are getting, you know, touched or hurt or abused or even killed. But, you know, this is just sad. Um, An old man who has his own kids and he kills little girls. Um... Like I said, this episode was a little hard to talk about, but um, I saw this case and I immediately thought about it. I I, I couldn't help myself. But in total, I mean, you know, he's gone now and he can't hurt any little girls anymore. But I hope that their family got the reassurance that they needed and the love and the support. But... And it was, like I said, the notes were kind of just all over the place about this case. But I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you had a good listen. And I hope this episode was long enough. And I will 100% record another episode for you guys soon. Love you guys. Stay spooky. Stay strong. See you next episode.